Football Podcast. Let's talk about the, the weekend Milan Derby preview. Let's preview the game. So this Saturday, Saturday evening, early evening game, Inter versus Milan at San Siro. It's an early Scudetto showdown already. Two teams with 100% records, two teams who have been far and away the best teams in, in Serie A so far. So it's going to be an absolutely um, fascinating match. Uh, cannot wait for it. Let's go through some of the key talking points. First of all, probable 11s. Um, Inter, they're going to be unchanged again, aren't they? Yeah. And, yeah. I expect them to be unchanged. I expect them to play the same lineup. Toram Lautaro up front, Di Marco, Mikitarian, Cialanoglu, Barella, uh, Dumfries, uh, Bastoni, De Frey, um, Darmian, and uh, of course, Mar- Jan Sommer in goal. Mm. Oops. And Milan, Milan though do have a few talking, a few uh, uncertainties um, due to injury because I mean Tomori, Tomori suspended because he got sent yeah. off against Roma, so that's yeah. clear. Kalulu is struggling with injury, so it looks like it's going to be Simon Kier that comes yeah. in to partner Malik Tiao. So that's clearly straight away uh, a potential weak spot for, for, for Inter to 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 uh, exploit. Um, the rest of the team will be unchanged with the exception of the uncertainty of Olivier Giroud. Um, so that is, the, that is the, the, the question mark there. Will Giroud be fit? He got injured in the first France game um, of, the, of the international break, came off early in the first half. Um, so will he be, we'll, we'll know probably on Thursday or Friday on the training sessions whether he's going to be fit. If not, you're looking at Luka Jovic. So again, you know, that's a, that's a, a big question mark there for for Milan, um, seeing as what what Jovic has done. Uh, unless they, they they surprise us and they don't play Jovic, they play someone else there, um, Liao or, or Okafor in a kind of a more unnatural role. We'll see. Um, so yeah, so there's more there's more uncertainties there for for Milan. Um, tactical battles, Nima. Obviously, Inter dominated Milan in the the key games in the business end of last season, especially in the, those Champions League semi-final matches. But Milan have, have now changed. They've gone to a three in midfield. It's going to be a 4-3-3. Milan also have a better bench than last season. They also have more intensity. So assuming Giroud is fit, we're probably looking at a certainly a more... It's not going to be the one-sided game, is it, that we saw in the, in the Champions League? No, 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 no. This is going to be a different game. I, I expect... A much tighter game. Um, I expect Milan to not be as gung ho as people think that Pioli is going to be. I think with Simon Kier and Malik Chao playing, uh, which looks very likely in central defence, I I expect Milan to to actually play like they did against Napoli in the Champions League quarter final. Um, I expect them to be much deeper, much balanced, um, because I think, uh, I mean, you can make the argument that had they in, had they played, uh, had they had, had, if they had no suspensions and injuries and so on, um, that he could, he probably would want to impose himself to just kind of show that, you know, we are Milan, this is how we want to play against City, this is how we play against Lecce, this is how we play against Inter. Uh, but I think with this particular situation, and we're so early on in the season, match day four, I think he's his. I think the the, the attitude is don't lose. 
um, because it would be, if I'm not mistaken, that would be his fifth loss of the calendar year in the Milan derby. Um, it would be the Super in the Supercoppa, the Serie A, and twice in the Champions League in 2023. Pioli's loss to Inzaghi um, in 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 the Derby della Madonnina across three three competitions. Um, I think he just wants to to stop that rut. Um, and I mean, you know, it's I was looking at uh, Ante Jukic, one of our patrons and a good friend of mine. He works for Opta Analyst. Uh, and he's written a preview, a statistical preview, which will be out today or tomorrow. But he sent it to me uh, so I could, uh, you know, as, as to use in our preview here. So thank you very much. Uh, we will be sharing the links on our social media when when it comes out. Um, so all the stats that I'm reading are from from his are from Opta and from Ante Jukic's article that is coming out. Um, but. You know, over the past three seasons, Inter have won seven games against Milan, Milan three, two draws in all competitions. Um, so I expect that to stop. Um, I expect it to see a much more cagey, much more closed affair. Um, I, I, I don't think, I think for both coaches, this is about not losing more than anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think if we get to like the 60 minute mark and it's nil nil, then yeah, I could probably see that happening. Um, um, but you know, if we're going to talk predictions, um, do you want to do predictions? If we're going to do predictions, I think it will depend on um, if Sharid plays. If Sharid plays, then um, I'm going to go draw. If Giroud doesn't play, I'm going to go into win. Yeah, I, I think the Giroud factor is really important because Stefan de Frey, his he was turned by Olivier Giroud and that's become... A, a meme now it's become a or as you would call it a may may <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> um it's uh it's it's uh that worries me also because of the fact that Giroud <clears throat> excuse me Giroud is so good at holding the ball up um and pinning the ball down in, in and giving Milan the breathing space they need and I and I know and the Defray struggles against Giroud. He has. He does. You know, if if it were Acerbi, I wouldn't be worried because Giroud won't beat Acerbi for pace. And and they're, they're but but physically they can match each other. But Defray in the middle, I'm not sure he can match Giroud physically. Um, I think I'd rather have Defray against uh, against Jovic than than against Giroud. Uh, so maybe we see Acerbi start for Inter. We'll, we'll have to wait and see if if Inzaghi thinks he's going to start Giroud. I think Acerbi, if he's fit, he'll play. Um, mm. But other than that. Look, predictions. I, 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 I see a lot of people saying this. They, oh, you know, it's going to be a, a a goal fest and so on. I mean, Opta supercomputer favors Inter, according to Juanta's article, to you know, giving them a forty six percent chance of victory in comparison to Milan's twenty five percent. Okay, um, that's pretty. That's pretty significant. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, and you know. One one interesting stat is that over the opening month in Europe's top five leagues, Inter are second only to Napoli for shots per 90 minutes in the penalty area this season. And that's in all of Europe's top five leagues. Napoli at 15.33, Inter at 14.33. Mm. Um, but, do, you full, do you have the full table there? The no, I don't. I don't. Um, okay. and, and, and as for uh, Giroud, he leads Milan... Uh, for expected goals combined with expected assists per 90 minutes so far this season at 1.65. So he's only trailing Milik and Berardi 
uh, in the Serie A for for the combined stat X, XG and XA, uh, and 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 that speaks to your point about how important Giroud is is to Milan in the in the offensive phase as well. Oh, absolutely crucial, and also he's he's you know his experience as well in the in these kind of games. And um, I think Inter do have the the more experience for sure. Um, you know they've got they've got um, they've got more experienced players in their team. Um, I do feel that Tiao Kier is an area that if Taram and Lautaro players they've started the season, I think they can definitely they can definitely target that for sure, definitely. Yeah, um, it, it is. But if we're going to talk about like how Milan are going to play, um, I mean, talking from a Milan perspective, um, I it's it's a really interesting. He's, he's, I mean, we've 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 spoken about the inverted fullbacks. Ante's take on this is, I think it's really interesting. I'm going to read it from the article. Um, it's important to highlight that the primary function of inverting fullbacks in phases of possession is as a defensive mechanism, keeping distances between players shorter and theoretically safeguarding against defensive transition. It should therefore serve as no surprise then that among the 31 teams in Europe's top five leagues to have averaged more than 400 completed passes, Milan have the second lowest percentage of progressive passes received at 4.23%. The sample sizes are small, of course, but it's notable that with similar implementation in possession, Manchester City are third lowest so far at 4.27. Las Palmas hold the lowest at 4.04%. Yet the difference between Milan and City or Arsenal is that the latter two are pinning the defences in their own half. Um, Among those 31 teams so far, Milan have the lowest percentage of passes that end in the attacking third at 5.31% in comparison to Arsenal, who have the highest at 10.26%. So, you know, Milan are, are score a lot, but they are, they, they play a bit differently um, and they're much more defensively solid, I guess is, is, is the conclusion to draw from this. Mm. And, and that there is essentially a double pivot of Krunic and Calabria uh, in, in to, to, to safeguard this defensively. But, yeah, well, actually, it's, it's, Krunic actually was was falling back into a third centre back. Um, yeah, well, that's what he means that Krunic and Calabria become like a like a double pivot when they push up, like the, the, in the attacking phase. Um, I mean, Milan averaged the sixth lowest number of shots in the penalty area, eight point three three, with a no penalty xG of one point zero eight among that sample of thirty one teams in Europe. I love this, Nima. Nima embracing the underlying stats of football. No. I remember a year or two years ago, you were, no. you, were you were like death no, to all I am XG not, no, and what underlying I, no, stats. I'm not death to it. What I am, what I have said consistently throughout this is, if you use it as a tool to exp- explain reality, it's fantastic. But if you're just going to read it straight up and down and think it proves anything, it doesn't. That's what I've always said. Go and check the tapes. Check the tapes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But it is important. Though. It, is, it, is, it, is very, it is very useful um, for, for, seeing, for seeing little patterns and, um, of, uh, of... Yeah, uh, and, but again, as, as he says throughout his article, the sample size is really small. We're, we're only three games in. Well, that's so. what I think is interesting because both teams have been so good and Milan especially, um, this does become you know, uh, a big uh, acid test for them so mm. far. How they do, um, you know. Inter um, had the, the first two games, a couple of pretty straightforward games, and then they obviously played Fiorentina and, and who are a level high, and they smashed them four nil. So, but the key, a- the key, the key to build on that is Lautaro Martinez, and I'm reading here from his article. It says he's been critical so far for Inter. He's averaged more touches and progressive passes to start this term 
this season than in any of his previous five with, an, in, with Inter. And it's not affecting his ability to arrive in the penalty area either. However, with his 16 shots, only one less than Napoli's uh, Victor Osimhen in the Serie A so far. So Lautaro is definitely is, is the focal point and has also improved. You know, the fact mm-hmm. that he, he has so many touches and progressive passes, but it hasn't impacted his ability to, to, to end up in finishing positions in the penalty area so far, you know, it's, yeah. it's very, that, that's, 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 that's a really important point. So Lautaro is going to be key. Um, and, and I'm sure he will be. And so we'll, so we'll let Rafael Leal on the other side and Teo Hernandez, who often plays badly mm-hmm. against Inter. It's about time Teo started performing in the derby because he's always underperformed in the, in the, in the derbies. And Teo Hernandez. So, Milan need big performances from from their big um, from their big players. 